Hello everyone and welcome to the, another episode of the Suffolk Business Podcast. Today we have Tom Parry from Live Long here uh, to talk about his company, Tom Hello. Hi, how are you guys doing? Good, thanks. How are you? Very well, thank you. It's not very often somebody asks us how we're doing. It's, it feels <laughs> a bit weird, like, yeah, well, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. He, he said the headphones ruined the hair, but to be fair, it still looks pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say. That. What was that, VO5 wax? Or? <laughs> I couldn't even tell which one. <laughs> this is basically what the podcast is going to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay, hair and beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Super stuff. Tom, um, tell us a little bit about your company, what you do, how you help people. Okay, so LiveLong is a health and wellness company. We run uh, across three different sites now, between Hintlesham, Long Melford, and Manningtree. We, we're a team of healthcare practitioners, ultimately. Our aim is to help your body keep up with your life. Um, it's based on a very simple principle that I personally don't believe that people know enough about their own bodies. So it's about educating them at the front end what to expect from your body and how to look after it better. We all grow up going through school, doing education, but very rarely do we actually get taught what the human body is meant to perform like. We learn all about cells and everything else in biology, but not about function. So here at Livelong, or not here at Livelong, but within Livelong, what we do is we take patients that come in often with like pain, that's their first easy thing. Um, they come in, we can help them with the pain bit, osteos, acupuncture, uh, massage, Pilates, yoga, but it's taking them from that somewhat fearful pain point and literally taking their hand and going, right, this is how we're gonna help you. We're gonna get you moving better. Because if you're in pain, the first thing you don't wanna do is move. Because if you move and it hurts, you're gonna stop. Mm. Actually, in most cases, you need to keep that movement going, albeit gently. So Live Long is all about resetting your body and helping you go again. That's the philosophy. Amazing. We could wrap up just there. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. And how and how kind of did you get into this? Was it like a very organic process? Did you know exactly when you wake up and somebody tells you at school what do you want to be when you grow up? Is this kind of what you had in mind, or was there a few different things along the way which helped you get to this point? Dumb luck. Luck. So um, I, when I graduated, Princess Anne is the patron of my uni, and she asked me that exact question, mm. and I, I gave the same response. And, and she said to me, oh, a careers advisor at school. I said, no, no, a barbecue at home. And I was that 17-year-old, super sporty, playing hockey all over the country, didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. All I knew what I didn't want was to sit behind a computer all my life, mm. um, and I needed to be able to move. That was it. So being sporty, I thought, right, what is in a sporty field? A family friend uh, was an osteopath. He basically said, why don't you come and see what I do? I was like, all right, fair enough, look fun, you know, I can do that. Applied to one uni, went off on that basis, and what, 15 years later, here I stand, you know, running a company and never would have imagined doing it, really. With, with three sides, I should imagine you're extremely busy all the time. And actually, I know you're extremely <laughs> yeah. busy all the time. Tell me um, a little about what you do for you. Because you're, you're a big outdoors guy. Yep. So tell us a little bit about that, because that could help. Um, so I've got two dogs. I've got my daughter, my little family, my wife and I. We we are busy. My wife runs a business with me, so yeah. I'm more the, the fronting of the business and doing the, you know, seeing patients and being in clinic. My wife is strategy, marketing, branding, and that's her gamut, and she is incredible at it. So we kind of, we balance off each other, but it's it's about just carving time. And it may not be lots of time every week, but it's carving time for ourselves, carving time for each other, and also our little family. So for me particularly, I'm an early bird. I'm always up at the Cracker Sparrow, so I'm out with the dogs first thing, walking across um, the fields and yeah. the golf courses near us. Your Instagram, oh my lord. He's literally out at 6am in the pitch black, 
yeah. walking out, you love it. Yeah. So it's inspiring. Is that, is that just a kind of like, is that part of a routine? Like, is that intentional? Totally, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I always used to train in the gym in the morning when I was playing hockey. So I'd be in the gym for like six o'clock. So I get up a quarter to six and that was early. Okay, fine. And then, yeah. you know, it got to the point where I need to walk the dogs before the gym. So it's like, okay, well, a little bit earlier. And it's always crept by like quarter of an hour here, quarter of an hour there. Yeah. And, um, so yesterday I was, I had a really long day. So I was up at kind of half four, out with the dogs by quarter to five, back in by half five, and then have a little bit of my time to myself to do, you know, food, coffee, uh, some breathing exercises, and then go with the day. And then I finish my working day at about half seven. Have you seen half four before? No, no. Less Funny enough though, like, <laughs> you know, I've never been on holiday. <laughs> yeah, when your mum wakes you up in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> go, go. Um, but no, I, Funny enough, like to, on the topic of like routines and habits, and um, when we link it to well-being and our bodies and everything like that, I was talking to you a while ago, and I've really tried to get into the habit of waking up at the same time every single morning, going through like a, a morning ritual and going for a walk and taking time out to meditate and things mm. like that. And actually, what I found since kind of going on holiday, I've come back and I haven't really been able to get back into the habit. Yep. But what I did find by doing it every single day it really just helped and it helped in the sense of not like obviously helping but I think just so I knew that every single morning I got up I did that and it helped set everything up for the day yep. um, so with that in mind is that something that you kind of you teach as well or um, is it very much kind of linked to just kind of very practical side of you know this is how you get over this injury or anything like that or is it everything's a bit more holistic holistic definitely the key mm-hmm. I mean the simple bit is the treating of the actual problem. Yeah. You know, that's all, you know, you look at all the research and everything else, but at the end of the day, we're working with human beings. Mm. We're not working with binary figures where you can just manipulate over here and it just changes this whole cascade. People come in and often they don't realise, but they tell me exactly what they've done. Mm. They tell me a story about their pain and how it came about. And all I do is repurpose it, put it in a timeline, give it back to them and go, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So then it's going, right, okay, if if you've got neck pain, for example, then if you're sat in an office for 10 hours a day, what's your desk setup like? Mm. People know all this stuff. They just don't yeah. need to apply it until they're yeah. hurting. Yeah. No, they don't put it into practice. Since when you start seeing going to coffee shops, everybody's standing up. Yeah, up absolutely. On, on their laptops and everything like and that. And that's the big thing, right? So standing desk, do I yeah. need to buy a standing desk? Yeah, yeah. Does work need to buy me a standing desk? No. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, if you stand up all day in one position, it's just as bad as sitting down in course, yeah. one position all day as well. So it's... It's about changing things up regularly. And health is a compound effect thing. So every little day, you just mentioned like a daily morning ritual. If you put that into place, it just resets you. Mm. And it, if it all gets a bit too much, say you've had a really busy day, if you go back to that meditation, that kind of movement pattern, it literally gives your body that reset in that moment. It just calms you down, mm. brings you back into the midline, then you go again. So it can be really simple. Yeah. It's just we all live in a really busy life mm. and you know everybody has social media and you know you talk about anxiety around social media with people and this whole you know you get influencers on social media right and okay they're doing all this stuff and they look incredible they're doing yoga with the sunset behind and it's great pictures but if that's your job that's what yeah, you should be doing what, yeah of course we deal with humans where they've got you know the kids they've got the dogs they've got a business they've got to go to work they've, mm. you know all these things it's like right Yes, we could rip it all up and change everything, but you're not going to go and live on a mountainside in Tibet and then meditate for 10 hours a day, are you? No. So it's like, what can we realistically change that is going to have a positive impact on their day-to-day? Mm. And that's what it's about. Amazing. Do you, do you have any, like, general... Because obviously a lot of business owners will be listening to this. 
is there any kind of quick fire, maybe like four or three tips that you can give just to somebody, like you said, in that mold who's very, very busy every single day working on their business, doesn't have time really to take time off. Um, is there anything that you would say to them to kind of help them? Absolutely. Get outside. Yeah. Get out into nature, whether it's a grey day like today that we're looking out the window at. Mm. But, you know, walking this morning, it's not cold. It's just a bit wet. Yeah. Put a jacket on. You'll be fine. Breathe properly. You know, we all take breathing for granted. Um, if you breathe in certain ways, you can really easily just calm yourself down. So if you're getting stressed, breathe into a count of four, mm. out to a count of six. Repeat that six times. You will calm down your nervous system and de-stress yourself. I find mm. myself doing it. You just did this other thing. Yeah. <sighs> Should we just do this for the next two minutes? Yeah. yeah. But it would. It, it will calm yeah. you down and it's really simple. And it works. Like, absolutely. it absolutely works. I've, I've been into one of your breathing workshops mm. and it is absolutely amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's in fact how we first met, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. yeah. So, breathing workshop. Yeah. And then, so you've got, get out into nature, breathe consciously. That's your meditation. Yeah. Yeah. You can call it mindfulness. You can call it meditation. I reference it to patients as mental strength training. Yeah. Because and I think that's good because I think so many people have the stigma attached to meditation that yeah. you sit on, you know, cross-legged on the sofa doing this and like just... Yeah, listening to calm music and, and there's so many like the apps like the um, what is the app? Headspace. Headspace, calm. yeah, like they're great. Yeah. But I think it's important to remember and obviously I imagine you kind of touch upon this a lot as well, that there are other meditative approaches that you can take into life. Like even like you said, just don't go for a walk with the dogs. Yeah. That's the time where you can actually kind of just think about other things. Self care time. Yeah. yeah. And meditation is simply focus. So when you just describe meditation like that where it's kind of emptying the mind and all yeah, I can't yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. What I can do is keep one focus point, which is my breath generally. Yeah. And when the thoughts come through your mind, don't try and banish them. Mm. Let them come through, observe them, and let them move out the other side as well. Yeah. So if you're doing that, you're not getting angry at yourself. Like, oh, these thoughts, they keep coming. It's like, no, just let them go mm. and let it come back and it'll flow in and out. But that's why I talk to patients about mental strength training because I was big and talky and being really physically fit. But actually, if you think every time your mind wanders and then you bring it back to that focus point, that's one rep. Yeah, yeah. The more reps you do, the stronger you get. Mm. The stronger you get, the better you're going to be. Mm. So, and the quicker you'll bring that focus point back. Now, in a day when you're busy at work, if you can keep your thought on task, keep that focus point, you're going to be much more productive. Mm. So it's literally that simple. It's amazing. amazing. I think we all struggle with it as well. Like I, I try and work in 30-minute slots. So 30 minutes, focus, like mm. full focus 30 minutes, and then go do something else and then come back. And that's how I try, but you, you find yourself sitting there for an hour and a half and actually 45 minutes of rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I have not been productive in that 45 yeah. minutes. It's just procrastination at its, at its finest. Yeah. So I think it's a really important aspect, yeah. for sure. Mm. Let's talk about Live Long and employees. Where are you at? How, what year did you start and where are you now with, with start? So Live Long in its current form, mm. uh, began four and a bit years ago now. Yeah. So we started just based in Hintlesham. There was me, a masseuse, and one part-time admin. Uh, all I knew was that when we opened the doors, we could cover the overhead for the next year on the average number of patients I saw having worked uh, at a local gym in one room two days a week. Mm. So I knew we could get through, and I had no idea what to expect after that. But that's what's exciting. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, it was all part of the vision that my wife and I had spoken about of creating this collaborative healthcare practice where in, in typical structure of healthcare, you get kind of the person that runs it. Everyone either is employed or self-employed, self-employed pay a percentage. 
and it stays relatively fixed depending um, and someone at the top is always creaming it. I get it, that's a common business structure. Mm. My vision is that you can, you need someone to lead a team of people mm. but you can do it so that as things progress, as the business moves forwards, that simple things like um, practitioners can take their percentage and it can increase as a team, mm. not just one person creaming it because they've been there longer or they see the most patients. It's actually, if we work together, then everybody can do better together. One person can lead it, but then why, in my view, create your competition when you can just create your team? Yeah, no, that's really interesting. It's, it's a guy that we listen to a lot. It's called um, Daniel Priestley. He talks about when you start a business, it's almost like a football team. Yep. You know, you wouldn't chuck Messi out by himself to play um, Real Madrid because he would lose, even though he's the best footballer in the world, he might be the best business owner in the world, but you're not going to succeed long-term if you don't have any teammates around you. So yeah, Absolutely. it's really interesting to like, we've obviously talked to a load of people, but there's very few people that take the approach of like, right, I'm gonna start a business. Oh, before I do that, I need to actually find a team that I can collaborate with and grow this business with. Yeah. So, and it's hard as well because, you know, We've, we've hired lots of different people over the last four years and they've not all stuck around or they've not all made the grade. So like a coach of a team or even the captain, you have to be prepared to make the hard calls sometimes yep. and it's not easy. No. Um, but having played a lot of sport in my time, the team approach works for me and, yeah. and, it, and it really does suit. Mm. How, how is it, sorry, how is it, um, it's an interesting dynamic, obviously. Like some people say, oh, I can never work with my wife. I can never work with my girlfriend. I can never own a business with my other half who I spend the other half of my life with. How is that process? How is that dynamic between you two? Obviously you mentioned that it's, it's you very much have your own kind of lane that you stick mm. to. Um, how, how does that work? How does it work? Because there'd be some people like I say who would be like, oh, I couldn't do that. Could and there'd be, be some yeah. people who'd be like, that'd be the best thing in the world. I don't think it's ever perfect. Mm. I think that with, with an environment like that, you yes, we've got our hats, but we're still so small in relative value. Yeah. As a business, we're only four years old. I think what I don't even know the percentage of businesses that make it past five years. Mm. So we're still in our infancy. So we have our lanes, but we wear many different hats. So it's it's always juggling it, and you do have to try and carve that time. And by no means are we perfect, but I think because we started it all together, we've grown it together, and yeah. it, it has its moments definitely. But one thing we really have learned along the way is that you must celebrate the small wins because mm. if you're constantly yeah. working to the bigger goal, it's it's always that much further yeah. away. So yeah. you've got to celebrate the simple things and go, right, that is awesome. Let's just enjoy that one moment. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a big, that's a big piece of advice there. And uh, rarely do, do business owners do that. Yeah. Um, that's a big And that's when a dip happens, isn't it? That's when you yeah. start to feel like really lethargic in everything you're doing because you feel like, oh, it's not actually getting yeah. to that destination as quick yeah. as I want but, it to. But a goal can always be in sight mm. if you do that. So. Definitely. And it's, you know, you can have the overall vision, but as you move along, you know, we started the practice and that next month we found out we we're pregnant with our daughter. Wow. So, you know, first year, it's like you, you know we can cover the overhead. And then you've got another on the way. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's full on. So you've got to be able to wear even more hats at that point. And then mm. you're dealing with running a business on very little sleep at times. And that's where meditation comes yes. in. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, we find our way with it. But I cool. think definitely celebrating the small wins the better we communicate around it, the easier it is. Mm. And that's not just with us, that's with every layer of our team. And that's relationships in general, isn't it? I think so. You know, you can communicate your way through it, then it's going to be fine. Yeah. There we go. Well done, mate. Relationship advice <laughs> from... Very Tony Robbins there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, where do you want everyone to go? 
like what's what's we we discussed this before. We don't like like plans because mm. everything changes. Over the next year or two, where where would you like it to go? What's the plan? Oh, you don't want to divulge too much. But yeah, no, yeah, that, I that's it. cool. Um, I think for us, where we stand today, I think we have scaled as a business quite rapidly and taken on to three sites within four years, which is awesome. That's quick. But scaling is something that needs solid foundation. So we're currently in the process of reworking all of our systems and yeah. putting new, well, refining them, putting new ones in place and making sure that as we move forwards, any further scaling has an even more solid foundation and mm. more streamlined. Um, so over the next year, I think we're going to change up quite a lot. We're looking at new practitioners, um, but it's, it's about adding more humans to our team. That's the biggest thing for us because I've hired people on a whim sometimes or just kind of in a rush pattern because they're the only one available and it doesn't work. Mm. So, I mean, I was interviewing on Monday again and there's a couple of people that they're humans and they will fit very well within our team. Our team is very much a little family because mm. we aren't massive by some standards, but by others, you know, solo practitioners in our field as osteopaths, you know, yeah. that's yeah. the smallest, but we've got, I think current count is like 12 practitioners across our three sites, which is awesome. Yeah. But the next people that come in have to fit into that mix. And you mentioned Daniel Priestley earlier. Mm. And, you know, his big thing is when you are scaling up, you've got to really carefully look at those numbers because the matrix is between communication of those people as you scale up. Suddenly, you know, I think it's what, 3 to 12 is about right? Mm, yeah. And then suddenly after 12, you've got a massive push to 50 before yeah. you suddenly make any real money out of it. Again. Yeah, so you've got to be really careful. And most of ours are part-time at the moment. So I kind of... I've, like you guys have met Daniel so I've had a chat around that and it's like okay well part time full time you can you can amalgamate those together So, you, but you do need to be careful but that's kind of I think 12 months from now will be a very different entity but it will be a very cohesive unit that really works for each other and pulls in the same direction altogether yeah you know how important social is and you're very prevalent on there like do some good work you're also a huge Gary V fan I am man. <laughs> like so you guys I know we are big yeah. Gary V fans so tell us, have you got a strategy around that? Is there, do you try and post a certain amount of times a day or do you, do you kind of just let it roll organically? So thank you, firstly, for being so nice about that. I think we're not consistent enough with it at the moment. That's something we're working on behind the scenes of how do we create that, like you guys are, you know, that consistent pillar content that you can then work it into. Um, Gary V hasn't changed his rhetoric for what five years now, mm -hmm. six years, and it's it's looking at those platforms that he's currently talking about. You know, LinkedIn, TikTok—they're the big ones that he's pushing at the minute. Instagram, we've really found has you know stories works really well for us. Mm. The the feed is a bit flat. We don't get a huge amount out of that, if I'm honest. Mm. So I think the biggest thing for us on social is just remaining consistent, ticking things through. But again, it all takes time. So it's carving out and, and literally making time to sit down and go, right, I'm going to write this many articles in the next half an hour yeah. and get it done. And, and sometimes I literally just dictate them because it's easier. Because like my mind works so quickly and it's quicker than I can type. So it's like, do that and then I'll get it written up and then mm. I can refine it then we go again. I think it's important to remember as well, like when we talk about the pressures of sharing on social media, we, we instantly think that we're like, oh, I'm going to have to take 10 minutes out of the day to post that. I'm going to have to take 10 minutes over there. But boy, oh, that's just going to all right, we wave around. She come back on. You wait for me. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what is going on? I've got to go. You've definitely got to get that on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a definite. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously, we talk about social media. Everybody has that kind of thing in their mind that it takes ten minutes to post that, ten minutes to post that. But 
like you said, if you can just batch out like an hour's worth of articles, mm. then that's your content there. All you need to do is like take a few sentences or you take a few bits and change it to an image or change it to a video and you talk it to a camera. So I think that's a really good point that you've touched upon there is where you can actually save time. Well, this is very important to you and we can see that every day where every time I'm going on stories, I see what you're doing. Um, but you can actually save time, write those articles out and then yeah. just take bits of that article and then post yeah. out for the rest, rest of the week. Yeah, and that's something we need to get better at as a team because it's we're so busy with clients all the time, you've then got to add that extra time in. And of course, yeah. No one's going to work harder for your business than me at the top of it. So, mm. you know, it's evenings, it's mornings, it's, you know, weekends and you just have to put time it's to it. Okay, you know what, I'll do it. And, you know, these things don't happen by accident. Mm. You know, I am, you know, as a team, we're very busy, but it's only, the, my granddad right, was a surgeon in his day. And, and his three credences were availability, affability, and ability. Uh, and for me, I've always been the available practitioner. I've always, you know, I'll start early, I'll mm. finish late, all these things. And that's what helps us get to where we are. But the effort I've put in over the last 11 years in private practice now, it won't take me and a team the next 11 years. Mm. Because I'm very aware now that the, the kind of solo practitioner or yeah the solo practitioner you know, that doesn't lend itself to running a team I've got to get now a big shift which we're in the middle of mm. of me turning into more of the leader if I can lead yeah. myself that's easy but so far I've led by example and effort so mm. you know keep up if you can yeah. type thing but now my team is getting to a point where no actually I need to turn around and get behind them and nurture them that much more so that's where we're in the shift of at the minute amazing um, so that availability is now shifting not just from patients but to my team more mm. um, and that affability you know got to be able to talk to me. My granddad was the most curious guy going. He knew more about my friend's families than I ever did. You know, and it, was like, it was incredible. He was like, oh, Asking that's Tom questions. and his parents. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. So, um, yeah, I take a lot from him. Um, and my dad was a surgeon as well. So, you know, there's that whole kind of caring kind of side of it. My mum was a nurse. My other grandma was a doctor as well. So medicine's been in my family for a couple of generations now. Um, but all I, yeah, going back to that question earlier, it was about... You know, I don't want to sit behind a desk. Mm. So what can I do that keeps me moving? And the nice thing about my role is I can change up. Yeah. I can go and learn something new next year, and that's what I've done this that's year. That's the power of any business owner, isn't it? They can change things to suit them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, last question. I think we've, we'll wrap it up. But yeah. like, there's something we've been asking everybody is, um, what would you say is like the best thing about running a business? The best thing about running a business, being the owner, being at the, you know, at the forefront, like you said. It was one thing. Leading what is a team. The best one thing. thing. I think it is getting to create your vision and take a chance, mm. take a risk. I don't know whether it's going to work. I genuinely don't. Mm -hmm. but I know I'll give it everything. Yeah. And it's that whole thing. You get to the end of life and you gave it a go. Yeah. Worst case scenario, it doesn't work. I'm a bloody good osteo. Yeah. You know, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. But I owe it to myself, my family, and those that have believed in me over the years to give it a bloody good go. Brilliant. Amazing. Powerful. Powerful, that is powerful, powerful stuff. Yeah. Amazing. Um, there we go. Another episode is done. Thanks so much, Tom. For Pleasure. Thanks for having me along. It's been great. It's been great. Fantastic. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Cheers.